Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening to our weekly podcast presented by Opinions Anonymous. Buckle in because we're about to have a lot of fun. Remember, everyone has an opinion and we'd love to hear yours, but ours are just so much better. Hello and welcome to our January 14th episode. Season 3 dropped today, so check it out on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We've got a great episode in store today. Looking around the room, I see Kyle. Kyle, how you doing? Oh, I am doing great. Excited to be here as always. Oh, just can't wait to get after it. All right, and other Luke's here. Other Luke, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot over here. Glad that you could join us this week, Luke. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be christening in season three myself. So uh, without further ado, let's jump straight into some emails. All right. I can take the first one. Our good friend Tom writes in and says that Julian Edelman was arrested for vandalism for jumping on a car hood and damaging it. Speaking of cars, do any of us have a good story about our first car? Now, I am excited to hear what other Luke has to say, because Luke, I'm not sure if you're aware, but his car was very, very well known throughout the parking lot of North Decatur. So, <laughs> other Luke, please take it away. Oh, my car was absolutely fantastic. I think if Julian Edelman would have jumped on the hood, it would have just crumbled <laughs> into dust. Uh, so, my first car was a black 93 Cavalier, two-door. I barely fit in it myself, yet we often... <laughs> had four or five people inside of it i don't know how had a rusted hole in the door i always said it was a bullet hole just kind of you know give me some street cred <laughs> driving over the interstate when the tailpipe <laughs> fell off so i pulled over to the side of the road threw the tailpipe into the back seat where it stayed permanently when the muffler fell off leaving the fairgrounds i just left and i wasn't going back for that <laughs> I actually flipped the car into a muddy field. It ended up on its top, shattered one of the windows, so the entire inside of the car was covered in mud. But because the car was such a piece of shit, I never spent the time to clean the mud out. I just threw a sheet <laughs> over my seat and continued to drive it. Um, it was a fantastic car. We actually, when it came time for senior superlatives, the girls that were in charge of the the yearbook, I don't know why, but for some reason, worst car, one of the basic categories, wasn't even on the list of things to vote for. <laughs> so we went around and rallied enough support for people to write it in at the bottom of the ballots in order to get me into the yearbook. Wow. And for my picture, I did hold the tailpipe in my hands. <laughs> the ever-elusive write-in senior superlative. You don't see that one every day. That's that's quite the accomplishment. I loved that car. It was completely awful and not safe, and I totally shouldn't have been driving it anywhere. But I'm just glad that it introduced all of us to the song Two-Ton Paperweight. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what your car essentially functioned as. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> well, I have so many thoughts and comments. I mean, starting with we should we should redo senior superlatives. That would be a lot of fun. But I mean, how long right. did you drive this car? I it was the car that I got. You know, when I got my driver's license, it was five hundred dollars, <laughs> and I drove it. I mean, 
up until I was ready to go to college, like it was probably the summer before college that we got rid of it just because it was full of mud and a piece of junk. <laughs> and obviously I wasn't going to be able to drive it two hours to Purdue. So, I mean, it got me through high school. I I thought that I had a good story and I knew nothing about your story. My car cost $750, so you, you kind of beat me there. Oh, fancy. Okay. Ooh, wow. Money bags over my, here. <laughs> uh, my car was nicknamed the Peach and also won Worst Car Senior Superlatives. So, see, we're on the, we're on the same level. Uh, but, but my favorite story is a classmate, I think the grade above mine, actually very similar to Julian Edelman, jumped on the hood of my car fell into the windshield and absolutely shattered it like spray shattered the windshield <laughs> and he like jumped off and he's like oh shit like uh tell your mom a rock hit it from uh from a car that drove by and i was like uh, i guess it's gonna have to be a big rock so for a while i i had a shattered windshield I, i'm in high school i have no way to pay for this so i'm broke so it it was a disaster but it was like the exact same situation and it sounds like a very similar car to what you had. Did, did you say the make and model of your car? 93 Cavalier. All right. Mine was a 95 Escort. Wow. So, Kyle, I don't know how you're going to top this, but... I can't. Like, this is the first time in my life in a circle of friends that I've had the nicest first car. <laughs> but I clearly do. I'm not going to try to spin it the other way. I did in this situation. Mine was a 2002 Ford Taurus. We it was a hand me down. Wow. My mom got a it was my mom's car. She got a new one, so that's what I had. So yeah, at least mine was from the 2000s, unlike both of yours. Look at um, your family caring <laughs> about your safety and yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it was a Ford Taurus. We called it the Terras, and um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. It was pretty good. It was a reliable car. It was a four-door, so I ended up driving most places whenever we had to go somewhere just because we could all pile in nice. I do. We, we did ramp at one time, being reckless in the middle of the night, so that was a lot of fun. That's about it. It was a solid car. A lot of fun memories in there. Yeah, most of the bad things that ever happened, it were because I was, you know, a dumb teenage driver trying to, you know, drive 100 miles an hour on county roads, but uh, no, it was good. <laughs> I cannot confirm, but I definitely won't deny the '93 Cavalier hitting triple digits. It was it was like a weird <laughs> club. It was, it was the triple digit club. You just had to try to see if your car could do it. I also will not confirm or deny letting a 15 year old without their license take it over a hundred. But you know, we won't talk about those <laughs> things either. Hey, you neither confirm nor denied. It's fine. That's no, true. And luckily, <laughs> we're very anonymous here. Yeah. <laughs> I would not call out Mark Llewellyn like that. <laughs> okay, so I think if that's all we've got for our cars, we can move on to our next email. Big Fan Tyson writes in, and he said there was a man stranded in Alaska for 20 days before being rescued. Tyson wants to know if we have ever been stranded anywhere. I've not necessarily been stranded anywhere crazy, but one time in Gatlinburg, I got into an elevator that was going three floors and it took about four and a half minutes. So I thought I was going to get stranded, uh, but but I didn't. The doors opened and I got the hell off and I took the stairs the rest of the time. But 
I was almost stranded in an elevator. <laughs> the closest I got, this is like, obviously it wasn't like 20 days like this guy, but it, I have to set the scene. So it was my senior year of high school. Um, unfortunately, this is when the, the, the before mentioned Taurus was on its last leg. And it was not, I had to carry like a battery charger with me everywhere I went with the car because the battery <laughs> would just die all the time. So I always had a battery charger with me. And I, you know how like your senior high school, you got so many like college visit days where you could just go visit colleges and we would always just use them to go like hang out at colleges and not do visits. <laughs> so I, yep. I did one of those to Ball State to visit my cousin, Brandon, who was at Ball State at the time and me and his sister, also my cousin, cause that's how cousins work. Um, went <laughs> she, she she picked me up after school and w w yeah she picked me up like a friday i had my car in the parking lot and we went went up to muncie and hung out had a great weekend um and then we get back and i'm like my my car is probably dead but maybe it's not so we get there and she drops me off she drives away right away so i'm like well i hope my car is not dead turn it on <laughs> it doesn't turn on it's it, it is dead very confirmed dead so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just call somebody. Reach in my pocket. My phone, also dead. So I'm just in the North Decatur parking lot on a Sunday. And I'm the only one around. So I'm the only one there. Like, I sit there for a little bit. I'm like, well, fuck, what can I do? I try the battery charger. It didn't charge the thing. Nothing worked. So I just start walking down Stewart Road to avoid being stranded. But I, um, I don't know how far I got. Probably a mile or two before one of my friend's moms driving by. I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, my phone's dead and my car's dead. So I just started walking. She's like, well, get in. I'll take you home. So I was rescued. It wasn't stranded for 20 days, but <laughs> I did have to walk a couple miles down Stewart Road. And I feel like there were a couple people that like adults that knew me drove by and just waved and kept driving. I don't know if they <laughs> yeah. just didn't understand oh, the situation. <laughs> but yeah, like, I guess maybe I should try harder to wave them down. But, like, yeah. So yeah, that, that was a fun little event. Did you make it to Stuart Seeds? Oh, I made it way past Stuart Seeds. I don't even know what like my ah, wow. mind was. Yeah, yeah, I made it. That's to, like, a haul. Then I, I, I'm, oh, I, I almost made it to Kingston. Oh, like I, I walked for a fucking miles. while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was something, but it was all right. You starting that story reminded me of one other one on my very first field trip. So either, either it might've been like the first real one. So maybe first grade, we went to the zoo and somehow, you know, you're, you're with everybody and nobody leaves your side. And somehow I got so fascinated by like the sea lions and the walruses that oh, I that, turned that around happens. and my entire group, had, <laughs> yeah, my, I turned around <laughs> and my entire group had left me. So I was like alone at the zoo and it was only probably 30 to 45 seconds. But first I, I thought I was going to die. I thought I had <laughs> lost my group. I was lost forever and I was never coming back home. Oh man, that's awesome. See, I, I have a more similar story to Kyle with the walking down the road. Uh, so this was like Thanksgiving of 1997 my family, we were driving back. It was my mom and my sisters, and we had just went driven, driven down to Batesville because that was before Greensburg had a movie theater. So we were on our way home from watching Flubber, oh. classic 1997 <laughs> hit Flubber. And as we were coming home, we ran out of gas. So we were like stranded on the side of the road. And this is 1997. Kyle, you may have been too young to remember, but I'm sure Luke I, does. I was. In, I was definitely too young to remember whatever this is. In, <laughs> 
1997, not everybody walked around with cell phones. Like, that's... <laughs> like, even car phones weren't, like, super common. Like, so we had no way of getting a hold of anybody. It's late at night, side of the interstate. So we just start walking, thinking if we can make it to Waffle House, we could use a phone and call somebody to come and get us. Good old Waffle House. Call call back to so last here, episode. <laughs> here's my mom with three little three young kids walking down the side of the interstate hoping we make it to waffle house House. the the holy land of waffle house it it really was kind of like harold and kumar go to white castle like waffle house was our goal other luke and his family go to waffle house can't wait to watch that movie so luckily there were some there was one person that pulled over and they had a phone in their car and they only stopped because they saw kids. They were like, well, that's pretty shitty to make some kids walk. Right. So we called for some help. And then so we called my dad. He was working at the factory at the time to see if he could come get us. Well, by that time, you know, we started walking back to our car and a police officer showed up. So the police officer was like, I will drive you into the Waffle House, you know. So there we are. We aren't stranded. And that's the time when I'm so proud of it. I can say at seven years old, I broke the law in a police officer's vehicle because I sat on my mom's lap in the front seat. Ooh, you oh, you bad boy. Bad oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> Watch oh, out. yeah. Bad boy for life. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of a another another story. So one more thing. <laughs> back to... you not having any stranded stories. Now all of a sudden you have a plethora of them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, So one time back when my dad had a truck that the gas gauge didn't really work quite right, uh, we were on our way to Walmart. As all good dads have. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We we were on our way to Walmart and we were really close and uh, going up a hill and it ran out of gas. And again, this is before cell phones and just me, my mom, and my dad, and we're stranded on the side. It was it was probably not as far as Kyle walked that one night, but a couple <laughs> miles, and it was cold, and we weren't going to walk. So we sat there, and some somebody stopped, and they offered to take us to Walmart. And I don't maybe it was different back then. We just took the leap of faith, and we're like, yeah, they won't kill us. And uh, they took us to Walmart, and we we used the payphone at Walmart to call my grandparents to come bring us some gas. So yeah. Really, an aging story, but we—I was—I was stranded on the side of the road once too. You know, maybe it's just because we all grew up in the middle of nowhere, but that seemed to be a theme—just being stranded on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last email we have Jessica wrote in and says Terrence Howard is retiring from acting. She wants to know what our top three favorite actors or actresses are. I guess who. They are. <laughs> what is your favorite actor? Um, uh, that's right, Jessica. We'll work on the grammar next time, but we'll get there. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> I can go if no one else would like to. Sure. Um, once again, these are these are my top three based loosely off of their acting chops, but mostly just off of memories. And these were the people that popped into my head. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I have them in order. Let, let me think real quick. Okay, yep, yep. Okay, number three is Jessica Alba. Just because she's my dream woman in every way. <laughs> As I mentioned one night in, in our Discord, which is a, a, a plug for the Discord app. Make sure to join us so you can hear me randomly talk about my celebrity crushes 
Yes, Jessica Alba. I, what was I watching? I was watching uh, Good Luck Chuck, a classic movie there with her and Dane Cook, another great esteemed actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jessica Alba, because she is the perfect woman in every way. That's my number three. Uh, number two, Jason Siegel. This one, I actually do enjoy some of his acting work. Uh, Marshall is definitely the best <laughs> character in How I Met Your Mother. And Peter in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of the best movies ever. So love that one. And then my Classic. number one, I'm worried this might be Luke's number one as well, but Ryan Reynolds, the god. He's, he's just <sighs> the best. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I, I, the original Van Wilder is my favorite movie of all time. It stars a young but still handsome Ryan Reynolds. And then he went on to play my favorite sort of superhero, Deadpool. He's he's sort of a hero. He, he does some good things, but he's also a smartass. He's my favorite. So, yeah, just Ryan Reynolds, number one. Well, yeah, you certainly stole one of mine, but it's tough to blame you. You know, it really is. It's tough to blame right. you. Are you going to take this time to speak about Ryan Reynolds, or would you like me to go ahead with my top three? <laughs> No, no, no. I think, I, I think Luke in Luke's schedule for this episode, he has like a 40-minute period blocked off to talk about Ryan Reynolds, so he'll fit it in whenever. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you join our Discord server, you'll see me talking about him quite a bit, too. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, we're thinking about just rebranding this podcast to be a Ryan Reynolds fan podcast, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Detective Pikachu's best movie. Oh, God, I, I forgot about that one. Oh. <laughs> He, all he does is make hits. Has anybody tried his gin, by the way? Hasn't he, doesn't he make gin now, too? I'm pretty sure he does. Like, I, I've not tried it, but I feel like I should. Was, was, any, was anyone else aware that this was a thing? I was not. I'm pretty sure it's called, like, aviation. Well, uh, the, our research team is looking into it real quick. Um, yeah, aviation American gin. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, he's, like, yep. the owner of it. So I think we all need to uh, do a live taste test of it and see how it goes. Uh, I'll put. I will buy us a bottle of gin and we can drink it for my birthday. When is your birthday? I should know that. <laughs> uh, it is Sunday. All right, cool. If you wanted no, to say so for your birthday, you're <laughs> buying us stuff like it. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you wanted to save it for like a couple weeks when we might all hang out or something, that would be cool too. We'll talk about yeah, it later. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> yeah. All right, other Luke, do you want to do you want to give your top three? <laughs> yeah, let's get us back on track here. <laughs> For my number three, I'm gonna go with Will Smith. So okay. not only do you have the Fresh okay. Prince of Bel Air, but yes. growing up, Men in Black was like one of my favorite movies. If it was on, I was constantly watching it. Loved Men in Black. Got a little older, and he put out the banger known as I Am Legend. Loved that movie as well. Uh, he's just been in a lot of good stuff, mostly Men in Black. But <laughs> but I will always think of Will Smith as being awesome just for that. that. That's all he needs. Right. My number two is more for his recent work. I'm going to say Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Okay. A lot, a lot yep. of his comedies, yep. like Ted and Daddy's Home, like, yeah, they're not you know Golden Globe winners, but like, I like dumb comedies, of course, and those certainly fit the bill. <laughs> yes. He also came out with the movie Instant Family not that long ago, which I've talked about on the podcast before. Really good. 
and I'm going to get a little weird here. The first time I remember seeing Mark Wahlberg was 1996 in the movie Fear. Now, have either of you seen this movie? No. I, I actually have not, but believe it or not, it is on my watch list. <laughs> I, I believe I watched this as a six-year-old, and I should not have. Um, there are two. I hope I don't spoil this for you. Are you aware of what the movie is about? Um, loosely. I think if the movie came out over 20 years ago, you're, you're allowed to spoil it. People had, two okay, so the two, people had two decades to watch it. If they haven't by now, it's on them. <laughs> two main things I remember as a six-year-old watching this movie. One, he fingered a girl on a Ferris wheel, and I thought that got her pregnant, so I didn't know how that worked. Wow. Wow. And, and number two, it's like, that was one of those movies where basically he's just like a creepy stalker freak. And I remember thinking, like, I thought monsters were like Dracula and Frankenstein. It was like, this was just a normal dude, and he was scary as hell. And, like, six-year-old me couldn't wrap my brain around it. I can't believe I'm going to ask a follow-up question, but did he finger Reese Witherspoon on the Ferris wheel? If that's the other actress in the movie. I just remember him. I don't remember who the girl was. <laughs> the girl's part's uh, not important, right? Well. Uh, yes, it was Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. But no, I just I just remember as a six year old watching that and being really freaked out. But I mostly put him on here for like the newer stuff. <laughs> and then number one, this one I'm you guys aren't gonna give a shit about at all. But I'm putting it on here anyways because an actor should make you feel some type of way. Oh boy! And I have never <laughs> felt stronger than I did from this actor, David Tennant. And I can hear your brains trying to figure who out who is. the fuck that is. Here's me Googling him. <laughs> he played the 10th Doctor on Doctor Who. You probably don't know, and I won't go into details. You know, each Doctor wants, you know, they can die, but mostly when they get I've, seriously I've seen hurt, memes just... of this man's face, so I, I've, right. I've recognized him on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Doctor will regenerate, and that's how he gets his new face, or whatever you want to call it. and. That very last episode when he regenerates, his last words, he's like this panic and fear on his face. And he says, I don't want to go. And like, it, it hit me because like so many people in movies and TV shows when they're dying, they're like, oh, you'll be better off. It'll be fine. Like this dude was scared and afraid of leaving. Like, even though I went on and watched Matt Smith, he was a fantastic doctor. Like, I couldn't watch it. It was probably six months before I actually watched his seasons. It was sitting right there on Netflix or whatever, ready for me to watch. But I couldn't get over David Tennant leaving because that's like how awesome he was. And also he played Barty Crouch Jr. in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And everybody knows the Goblet of Fire is the best book. So therefore, I kind of have a little attachment to him there as well. But yes, number one, David Tennant. All right. <laughs> Now that our, our listeners have tuned out, Luke, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, let yeah let me be the one to try to bring him back in. All right, well, <laughs> all up to you. Come on, we need this. We need this. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was taken, so I'm going to take Blake Lively because she gets to, I don't know, sleep with Ryan Reynolds whenever she wants. That <laughs> makes her my least favorite person in the world. We're just jealous. <laughs> Trust me, she's not acting. <laughs> uh, actually... 
I want to go back to a couple things that you said first, other Luke. I, I can't believe that I forgot to text you this. I actually watched Instant Family not super long ago. I watched it on a plane, and I was like, I have to text other Luke about this and uh, talk to him about it. But uh, so I'm doing it now live for everybody to hear. But I, I watched it, and it was an incredibly good movie, like phenomenal movie. Uh, I obviously have have no background or any indication of adoption or any of that but a great movie i think well portrayed from from what i understand just on on what could possibly happen and just just overall really good film that i would in- encourage everybody to watch well, yeah that's the thing so much of it it seems like it's over the top just for the sake of putting it in a movie but like my wife works with children in foster care she told me like those are legitimate things that happen. That's yeah. legitimately the way children act. The foster parents act like it was one of the best representations you can get. Yes, they did it, you know, with some comedy and things like that, but sure. it was a fairly accurate representation of what those people go through. Yeah. Excellent movie. If anybody is debating watching it or looking for something to watch, it's a great movie. Uh, you also mentioned, mentioned Will Smith and uh, my favorite Will Smith movie is Hitch, which uh, Kevin James in his prime will get an honorable mention before, you know, all the Paul Bard 2 stuff started happening. But Hitch, great movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, definitely. I, I didn't mention that one specifically, but absolutely. Uh, and I actually thought that this was going to be difficult to come up with three, but I, I've come up with way more than three. So cutting it down to three, I'm going to say in <laughs> this order... Uh, in this order uh, number three robin williams i feel like robin williams everything that he rip he touched was absolute gold i mean he it, it was great starting with mrs dalfire and it just you can there's not a bad robin williams movie even in his later years when he did like old dogs and and things like that he's still he's still great in those movies even if they weren't great movies so uh, Robin Williams coming in at number three. Number two on my list, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I, oh. I think Leo is it's just great. Uh, Wolf on Wall Street, phenomenal. Obviously, um, Shutter Island was good. Inception, great. Inception uh, is fucking right? great. That movie, talk yeah. about like a mind fuck. That one's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Revenants. He's just great. So Leo, uh, unquestionably, coming in at number two. When you bring up Wolf of Wall Street, my favorite thing to bring up is that I feel like there were so many people that I met in like college who were like business majors just because they watched that movie and thought that that's what it was going to be like. <laughs> and it's so much fun watching them try to navigate the real world now. And they are it's just none of it. <laughs> I thought it would be different than this. Right. Turns out I have never just seen a stripper in the office. I'm still great movie. Nonetheless. Yes. And number one, I just feel like every movie that this guy touches is solid gold. And this might shock you guys a little bit. But if you think about it, it's true. Kevin Costner. Back back to for love of the game. Uh, Bull Durham, popular 10 cup all the way up through the guardian. He's in the highwayman from, I think last year, maybe 2018 on Netflix, but Kevin Costner is just solid gold. I, I can't really argue that. Right. Uh, does anyone hate Kevin Costner? Is there, do those people exist? I, if you do, I don't come think it's at possible. Luke, 
He'll he'll get after you. Yeah, come <laughs> come argue with Luke on the internet if you if you hate Kevin Costner. <laughs> We're calling you out. <laughs> uh, I'll mention a couple honorable mentions just as I'm walking or thinking through this. Christian Bale, uh, an actor that I really oh. like. Jonah Hill um, is oh, yeah. is hilarious, and Owen Wilson in his prime was really great before he jumped <laughs> off that weird cliff that that his movies all went to shit. But yeah, a couple more of my favorites. So I've I've got one good honorable mention here, and if I had more time to think about it, may have cracked my top three. Kind of like you mentioned with Kevin Costner and everything they touch is gold. I have a hard time thinking of anything bad that Tom Hanks has ever done. Yeah. Like, especially like Forrest Gump, a league of their own big, like those are some amazing movies. And I mean, he's obviously a voice in the toy story movie. So I totally count that. I mean, he, if you want your movie to be fantastic, I say just cast Tom Hanks. The only terrible thing he's ever made is a son. Did you guys see when he blew up the internet? His son is a real D-bag. Did you, did you guys see I this at all? <laughs> he, he is obviously white, but talks with exclusively a Jamaican accent, and apparently ra- <laughs> made rap songs where he says the N-word, and defended it. So, yes. Mm. Look it up sometime. It's, it's entertaining, but yeah, so that's the only bad thing Tom Hanks has ever made. His movies are great. Uh, Captain Phillips, one of my one of my favorite movies ever. All right. That's it for emails today. We're going to jump into one news story, and then I think we have an opinion of the week. But there was a circus bear in Russia that turned on his trainer and attacked him. You know, that, I don't know why we'd never see this coming, but uh, <laughs> we really wanted to talk about... Uh, this situation, if you wanted to read about it or talk about it. And then also, are there any animals that, if they attacked you, you think that you could win or walk away from? Probably nothing over 20 pounds. <laughs> For example, if a bear attacks me, I'm just, I'm done. Like, there's a reason they tell you to play dead. Like, you can't fight that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just getting an early start. Yeah, exactly. You better get used to it. Yeah, I feel like caveat like are there any predator animals that we feel like we can beat up when we talk about bears though i just want to give a shout out to the movie without a paddle a great because great it movie. taught you that you don't have to outrun yeah. the bear you just have to outrun the people you're with which is why i never go into the woods because I, i'm the slowest person so i i don't want to be out there <laughs> i i always have a fear of alligators because not only are they in water and i can't swim but then they like spin you around and then they have really sharp teeth and they're super fast oh, yeah. on land too just we're not gonna we're creepy. not gonna say those are one we can beat you can't alligators are fucking dinosaurs yeah, no. They've been, they survived the meteor that killed the dinosaurs you don't fuck with those things right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, i don't know like i'm trying to think of the smallest animal that eats other animals that i can maybe beat up I don't know. Like, do, do coyotes eat other animals? I could bet. I bet I could beat up a coyote. Not like a pack of them, but one. I bet I could beat up. Maybe like an adolescent. Yeah, probably not a full grown yeah. one. And definitely not a wolf. No, not a wolf at all. No way. <laughs> I was I was putting at a golf course one time, and there were like geese, and there were six of them, and I I literally stopped because. 
Like one goose comes at me, I'll hit it with my golf club. But if six come at me, I, I don't know. are terrifying. Yeah. It makes you really like think about how like our great, 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 great ancestors who are cavemen were like taking down saber toothed tigers. Like, fuck that noise. We couldn't, we couldn't do that. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah. Hey, I killed a woolly mammoth. I was just taking a walk. <laughs> right. Uh, we will. If if like humankind depended on us back in the days, we would be extinct. There's there's no way. Oh, I was a gatherer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really don't know if I, I don't know what I could I could constitute ta- taking down and feeling confident about it. Right, like not not a lot of mammals, obviously, like, you know, bugs and stuff. But even some of those big bugs are a little scary. Like, I'm pretty freaked out by spiders. <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't really want to mess with them of yeah. any size. Especially if you've seen arachnophobia. <laughs> I, the second Harry Potter movie is too scary for me. It just got big spiders in it. I couldn't imagine <laughs> one where spiders are mean. <laughs> that one, they're generally pretty friendly until they try to kill everyone. But I guess maybe we would need to find an animal that's so old that it's on its deathbed, uh, which which will bring me to the opinion of the week. I am a firm believer that animal ages are total bullshit. Uh, yeah, my dog's one, but it's seven in dog dog years or human years. No, your dog's fucking one. That that's it. it did you know? That there is a an animal age converter. One human year is fourteen cow years. No, 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 it's not. It's one cow year. Okay, so cows' life expectancies are like six or seven. Okay, and not ninety. We don't need to. We don't need to calculate everything here. Yeah, I, I'm actually not on board here. Who, who? I just want to know who put in all the work for like this calculator. <laughs> That's like, oh. yeah. Did somebody get paid for this? Was this just his hobby, like figuring out how often animals die? Like, ugh, <laughs> what? If if you buy a cat and you have it for two years, if you buy a newborn cat and have it for two years, guess how old it is? Um, I'm gonna say it's eight, six, thirty-eight years old. No. Yeah. What kind of bullshit are animal years? Other Luke, please. I, I don't know how you're even thinking about defending this, but I, I'm all ears. Well, the cat one makes absolutely no fucking sense. I was going like, to say, that, that one really <laughs> changed me, too. <laughs> I, I see no reason, like, that it's an issue to find, like, a common denominator. Like, this is how long we live. This is their their life compared to ours, so we estimate it to be, like, how is that different than, like, having the gold standard and all money going to gold. Yeah. Every country has different amount of money, but it all can be translated into the same currency. Like, I feel like that's all they're like doing with years. Where do we stop? Like, uh, well, my, my cat's on a 2000 calorie diet. He eats six kibbles in the morning and at lunch, he can have some bits. Like, are, are, are we trying to make fun of taking care of our animals? <laughs> no. Where are we going here? <laughs> If it was up to Luke, cats wouldn't eat. <laughs> cats wouldn't exist. Oh, I, don't I, I don't know. I, I guess I just feel like I hear people talk about their 10-year-old cats. Oh, oh actually, no, no, no. Uh, here, here's my issue with this. Okay. 
if a cat in one human year, a cat is 19 years old. Okay. In 10 human years, how old is a cat? Carry the one. 190. 56 years old. Okay. Now tell wait. me. How in the fa- <laughs> okay? Maybe maybe I'm not mad at animal okay. ages. Maybe I'm mad at the animal age calculators. Yeah, maybe this calculator. Yeah, see, is I, I will get wrong. on board with you for that one. Like, it needs to be a straight line. Like, we're not doing it's not. fractions and shit. Like, right. one year needs to be the same amount of years every year. For all my accounting people out there, these these lives depreciate on a straight line. We need that happening. In a dog, I mean, what have we been told our entire lives about dogs? That it's seven dog years for one human year. Yep, small dog twenty, average dog eighteen, big dog sixteen. Well, that makes more sense because, like, I have Saint Bernards, and I know their average lifespan is <laughs> usually about eight years. Whereas, if you had like a lab, you're looking at a longer lifespan. So, I. Once again, I understand where your confusion would be, but I don't have an issue with it. I just feel like it, All right. it's a lot to keep track of. It's It seems like well, it's... It's not necessary to keep track of. It's just a fun little thing. All right. Maybe I'm anti-fun. Maybe that's the... But what if I want to buy your dog's presents? I don't know what age-appropriate gifts to get them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, other Luke. I thought your dog was old enough to drink and look at porn. Sorry, right. I, he was... nope. I accidentally used this. He, he's experienced those things long ago. <laughs> I never said I was a good parent. <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week. I have to wait for Andy to be on when we talk about you know maybe some some temperature opinions. There's more we need to talk about. What's the over-under on amount of Super Bowls Joe Burrows is going to win with the Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I am so excited. We are less than 24 hours not from fair. watching him just continue to dominate, being maybe the best yeah. quarterback any of us have ever seen. Uh, yeah. It's, this is unbelievable. I mean, he, th- he averaged four touchdowns a game this year. So he was responsible for 64 touchdowns. Andy Dalton, the last three years, is responsible for like 63 or 67. I don't, ridiculous. <laughs> I know it's a different game. I, I understand. I do. I understand that Joe Burrow can probably not alone fix the Bengals, but Joe fucking Burrow, like he, he wears a hat that says big dick Joe on it. He fucking smokes a cigar. <laughs> He, Joe Burrow, I, I don't even buy NFL jerseys anymore, and I'm going to have every color Joe Burrow jersey. I am so Are you going to get them for the family? Right I feel like so you should, I think yeah, you need to get them yes. for your family. I think you need to hang a giant picture of Joe Burrow in your house. I think you, you need to like have yes. basically a shrine to him somewhere. I... Uh, Again, I I'm I'm tapering my expectations. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I don't I don't want you to. No, let it loose. Okay, which which NFL quarterback is he comparable to? And they said none. If I have to pick, it's Joe Montana. Like if if Joe Burrow brings the Cincinnati Bengals a Super Bowl, hey, just one. I can't. <laughs> my life. 
will it will never be the same. I cannot explain to you what a Bengals Super Bowl would mean to me. And the fact that we have a glimmer of hope now. I Big Dick Joe, I, I'm I might get a tattoo that says Big Dick Joe somewhere on my body. Because <laughs> Joe Burrow is everything in my life right now. If you make another yeah. baby, will you be able to talk your wife into naming yeah, it Joe, Joe Burrow Mauer? Yeah. Yes. Even if it's, and a, girl? If it's a girl, it's just right, Joe. Yes. Yeah, yes. Joe. Just Joe. <laughs> J-O. So I actually had a question. I really, I really wanted to ask you this last week. Um, so now that the national championship game has been played and he dominated like always, the answer is probably obvious. It was a little less obvious last week, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Or ask it anyway. Is there any thought at all, even a sliver? Trade down, get Tua, let him rest for a year, and still have a top pick next year. Any thought no. at all? No, I, and honestly, I've had several several people have said to me that they will not be Bengals fans any longer, uh, lifelong Bengals fans, if they do not take Joe Burrow. And I think that's the state that we're in right now. So if if we were offered if the Bengals were offered four number one four, four I'm sorry four first round picks like I I don't think you take it because it is so difficult to get the number one overall pick to have a talent like this coming out yeah I mean Trevor Lawrence might be okay he had like 16 overthrows uh, last night in that's, the game that's what I want to bring up were you ner- did you watch the game last night because the first half Burrow did not look great. Well, the first quarter towards the end of the neither, second, yeah, neither the the quarterback quarter really quarterback. started looking good. Like, yeah, like it, at the after the end of the first quarter, it was like shit. The Bengals are going to draft this guy, and maybe he's not that good. But yeah, then he and, turned and it to on. To be honest, there's still he does, that he just he, then he just did what Joe Burrow does, and he just was like, oh well, I guess I'm just going to go win now. Yeah, and, and there's still a chance that you know maybe he's a bust in the NFL or he's average in the NFL and he's not great, but. I just don't think right now you, you if you're the Bengals, I, they're fans. The Bengals fans love Joe Burrow so much already. He's from Southeast Ohio. Like he's he's an Ohio yeah. guy. Like yeah. I, I heard he might have been a Browns fan growing up, but still, it's it's fine. I, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. He's not anymore. I mean, he's a huge Bengals fan, I heard. You know, I, I talked to him. <laughs> So you're saying that Cincinnati needs us. So you're saying that like Cincinnati would rather draft him and him. I'm, I don't think he will be a bust. I don't. I think he's going to be really good. But you think for that town, those fans, they would rather draft him and him be a bust than take the possible risk of passing on him and him oh, being yeah. great. You pass, like it's not yeah. worth it at I'd all. I'd say it's way worse yep. to pass on him and be great than to draft him and be a bust. Like if you draft him, he's a bust. You can say, well, all the draft experts and everything was leading to, but to, yeah. to drafting him. You had to, it's what everybody was saying. You have to take him. So like it's a, it's a no lose situation for the Bengals. If he, if he's a bust, yeah, it sucks, but you have to take, you cannot pass on him. Or I, I cannot imagine a fan showing up next year if the Bengals do not draft Joe Burrow. And I'm serious. Like I just right, like, I can't imagine they'll, it. they'll do it just for ticket sales. Yeah, like they, they have to. Well, I I agree with you. I think that they have to do it. I, I was just wanting to once again reiterate how desperate the fans of Cincinnati are. Another team may not feel so desperate that they have to take that guy, but 
That's kind of just where the Bengals are right now. But no, things are looking up for all Cincinnati sports. Like the Bengals are going to get Joe Burrow. Every other team in the MLB apparently steals signs and is cheating. So the Reds are probably going to win the World <laughs> Series this year. Like Cincinnati sports are are hot right now. You got to buy in, guys. Listen to us. I'm so excited to just watch Cincinnati dominate professional sports for the next decade. I don't know what's going on because the Reds are making moves this offseason too. Right, like the Reds are trying to be good. Like I don't know how to handle it. I'm I'm like actually excited for baseball. It's January and I'm excited for baseball. Yeah, like I'm yeah. a I'm and, a Colts and Pacers fan. I'm not used to a team spending money to try and get better. Yeah, it's it's weird. So thank you, Kyle, for bringing that up. I Yep. Joe Burrow fever in full effect. Like the the draft is a hundred ish days away, and I cannot wait. I, I I may go wherever it's at to go see Joe. Do it. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you again for listening, for tuning in. Uh, season three well underway. We're having a lot of fun this year. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming. Check out the blog on opinionsanonymous.com. Check out. Uh, the YouTube channel, I know they plugged it last week, but a lot of stuff coming out. I think we have two Nooners coming out in the next week or so, so be on the lookout for those. And, you know, just just leave us a rating. Uh, five stars, please. Leave leave us a review. We we gave a shout-out to Kate. Uh, shouted her out on social media. We do love Kate. Thank you, Kate. Uh, and thank you to everyone who is listening. This week, we've had other Luke. We've had Kyle. I have been Luke.0, and thank you again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Opinions Anonymous, mate. The podcast that reminds you, everyone has an opinion, ours are just better. Cheers.